what's up guys and welcome back to that's cool i hope you guys are all having a great day and uh let's just dive right into it uh we're gonna be talking about the top my top 10 wide receivers and we're gonna be comparing this with a list from pro football network i promised last episode that we'd go over uh, our top 10 wide receivers so that's probably what we're gonna do we're gonna probably go over a top 10 at each position right um before the season and you know what i mean see how it all plays out and stuff like that so today we got wide receivers uh on the list so first things first let's look at the wide receivers list from pro football network right let's see what their list looks like so they have a top 10 list right of receivers who they believe are you know the top receivers going into 2022 and um they yeah they have some guys you know ranked through 30 but they're not really mentioned they're just kind of guys on the outside looking in so let's just dive right into who they have at number 10 they got chris godwin at number 10 um i mean i guess this is an interesting pick uh they've said chris godwin's number 10 because you know he can do everything right um he's a good route runner he you know he can do it all he can be a deep guy short guy he's got everything in his game he's fast right he's kind of strong but his hands aren't really that good, which is why I uh, don't think he's a top 10 wide receiver. Um, I don't think he's in the top 10, maybe top 15. But if he's not in top 15, he's top, definitely top 20. So that's an interesting pick for Pro Football Network, right? That's an interesting pick. At number nine, they have A.J. Brown. Um, I like this. You know, I think A.J. Brown is pretty underrated. I don't think he gets a lot of the respect he deserves considering he played in a environment and on a team that he wasn't really the first option guy although he was you know throwing the ball but you know it's six what he's six foot 230 and he runs like a four four he's a good route runner right he's improved on that which he wasn't really the best at but he's a deep threat you know he can do it all you know he's a tough guy to be tackled at being six foot 230 so he's definitely good and now when he's at philly now he's going to get a lot more of the respect and i think he's going to be able to pop off a little bit more than he was able to in Tennessee. And I think he's going to have a better year than he did in Tennessee. So I can see A.J. Brown at nine. Um, I like that spot. I think he is pretty underrated, but I do like that spot. Stephon Diggs at number eight. Now, yeah, I think Stephon Diggs is around eight, the seven through nine mark, right? Um, He had a pretty good, did not have a really good year last year, right? In 2020, he was the best receiver in football. Uh, last year he kind of you know regressed a little bit and didn't play the best but he's you know they're comparing him to uh, Justin Jefferson I don't think you can compare him to Justin Jefferson um, Diggs can do it all in my opinion and he's the number one guy in a with a very good team but there's just something about him I, it's just it, it's weird you know what I mean he doesn't seem like he's as physical right and he's as explosive as he was in 2020 granted though that everyone has a down year right it happens but he's still Stephon Diggs and I still think he's a top 10 receiver in the league I think anything if now if anything he's a little underrated than overrated uh people seem to kind of forgot about forget about Stephon Diggs considering he didn't really have that game breaking you know year he had like he did in 2020 so they got Debo at seven. I don't really agree with this. Now, yes, we're talking about receiver rankings, and I think Debo's a very good receiver too, but he also gives you so much more, and that's why I have him in my top five. They have him at seven. I personally disagree just because you're 
this is a receiver list. You still have to put into account everything else that Debo can do for you, right? He puts the defense on their heels, right? You never know what he's going to do when he's in the game. And he, you know, he's impossible to tackle. He's averaging 10 yards after a catch per reception, right? That's pretty damn good. I think Debo's top five. I don't see how you can put him at seven, right? Um, he just is such a playmaker, and he makes a lot of great plays that you can't disclude him from the top five ranking, in my opinion. So I don't agree with Pro Football Network here uh, with Samuel at seven. I don't agree with that. Jamar Chase at six, I completely agree. I think Jamar Chase is the sixth best football or receiver in football um, because I don't think it's too high and I don't think it's too low. You know what I mean? He's a rook. He was a rook last year, but you saw what he did in the Super Bowl, right? I mean, he was beating up on Jalen Ramsey for crying out loud. So he came, you know, he came in at Cincinnati. He was instantly the number one guy, you know, and Tyler Boyd was there. And Tyler Boyd is a pretty good receiver, right? So just the fact that, you know, he came in as a rookie and really took charge shows to me that, he, yeah, he's top 10 immediately. But, you know, is he top five? you know let me see it happen again let me see this year like he had last year happen again and if that happens and yeah i think he's a top five guy if not well i still think he's in that six through ten range which where he is right now at number six so i like jamar chase at six you know a lot of potential fast you know physical right so i, I definitely like this pick at jamar chase at six deandre hopkins at five um you know i think hopkins is one of the more overrated receivers in football um, he's not the same guy that we remember in Houston, right? Uh, when he was in Houston, he was that guy. You know, DeAndre Hopkins was, a t- if not the best receiver in football. But right now, I don't think that DeAndre Hopkins is the fifth best receiver in football. I think Jamar Chase could be better than him. I think Diggs is better than him, right? I just don't think that Hopkins is still that guy. I mean, he's, the injuries have had an effect on him. And um, now, with his legal substances being caught up with him, right, being caught and he's now suspended... That's going to be a big, you know, big loss on DeAndre Hopkins, especially because D-Hop's an older guy. And now, I mean, you know what I mean? He's only got a couple years of his prime left until we see kind of drift away. So we might be seeing that drift away happen sooner than later. I just don't think that DeAndre Hopkins is as good a player as Jamar Chase or Stephon Diggs. I mean, yeah, he's tall, he's physical, but I don't think his impact is quite the same like it once was. You know, I feel like, like even I know we think of fantasy when we think of you know wide receivers and stuff like that, but you know when I was thinking about him in fantasy senses, right? You know he was never really that guy that you really wanted in fantasy. It was more like if I got him, I got him. You know what I mean? That's how I kind of feel about D Hop. If I have D Hop, oh I got D Hop. If I don't have D Hop, yeah, it, you know it is what it is. So I, I don't really think that D Hop's a top five receiver. Number four, they have Tyreek. I, I think Tyreek's number four too, right? I think he's the most dangerous weapon in the league right, with his speed, um, and I mean, he can just do it all, right, he can do everything, he can go deep, short, doesn't matter, and his speed is unreal, and I think him going to Miami is going to help him tremendously, um, yeah, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, can Tua throw the ball to him, yes, Tua can throw the ball to him, all right, let's not be stupid here, Tua can throw him the ball, and now that he's paired with Jalen Waddle, who has a similar style of game, to Tyreek, I think that's going to be a very lethal, very lethal uh, offense down there in Miami. So I think that he's going to have a really good year again. He's, you know, I think he's going to be 30 or 31. So he is getting a little bit older, right? But he's still got that speed. And as long as he has that speed, he's going to be a top five receiver in football because he's just that good of a playmaker. 
So until his speed goes, he's a top five receiver every year. Until then, yeah. And number three, they have Devontae Adams. I like Devontae Adams in the top three range. Uh, I don't really think that you can say he's not. Uh, the years that he's put up with Aaron Rodgers are just remarkable, right? He's a he's that guy. You know what I mean? He's got great route running. Um, he's a he, you know he doesn't drop the ball. You can rely on him to get open, and that's what you want in a top three receiver. Is you want a guy who's levels above the competition, and I'd say Devontae Adams is levels above the competition. Um, you need a deep ball, you got it. You need a jump ball, he's got it. You know what I mean? You need a quick slant, he can do it. He can do it all. And now that he's going to Vegas with Derek Carr, I think it'll be, um, I think it'll be interesting to see how it plays out with Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro and all those guys. I'm excited to see how it works. I think it should work out fine, but I'm just excited. You know what I mean? To see how his game transforms. But you also got to remember, he's also an older guy now, Devontae. He's kind of. You know what I mean? I think he's creeping up on thirty, or if he's if he's you know not already thirty, but he, he's definitely an interesting guy. Number two, Cooper Cup. I think Cooper Cup is the best uh, wide receiver in football, and why? Um, because he blocks. I think that's the one thing that separates him the most, right? They're all good route runners. They're all fast, right? They all have good hands, but the one thing that separates Cooper Cup to me from everybody else in the NFL is his blocking. He blocks like a very, very good tight end, right? He's a great blocker, and he can crack down on defensive ends and all that stuff. He does a lot of good things for the team. You know, he's a team-first player. He's a very humble guy, and like I said, he gets open. He's reliable. He's like a Devontae Adams. Just he can block. He does it better than Adams. That's why I have Cook. I think Cooper Cup is the number one receiver in football because he does everything so well, and then he gives you some more. He gives you some hustle. He gives you some heart which a lot of these other receivers don't give in the NFL today. And at number one, they have Justin Jefferson. Now, don't get don't get me wrong. I think Justin Jefferson is a top five receiver, but no. I don't think that he's above Cooper Cup or above Devontae Adams. I think that they're, like I said, I think that these three guys, Cup, Adams, and Jefferson, are all very similar, right? I think they're all similar in a sense that they're quick, they're explosive, they're reliable. They get open. You know what I mean? They can do it all. They can go deep, short, immediate. You know, it doesn't matter. But like I said, the one thing for me that separates Cooper Cup is he's the best blocker. Cooper Cup is the best blocker and blocking wide receiver. And to me, that instantly takes him levels above every other wide receiver, right? If you're comparing him and Justin Jefferson, I think the tiebreakers is blocking, right? So that's why I think Cup is number one. Like I said, Jefferson's a top five guy, but I don't think that he's the number one receiver in football. I think it's too early to say that Justin Jefferson's the number one wide receiver in football. Give him two years, then yeah, I'd say Justin Jefferson is the number one wide receiver in football. Him and Jamar Chase will be up there with Debo, right, and uh, A.J. Brown. But until then, I don't really think that you can say that. So now when we look at my list, right, this is my list of my top 10 wide receivers in football. I have Mike Evans at 10, A.J. Brown at 9, DeAndre Hopkins at 8, Stephon Diggs at seven, Jamar Chase at six, Justin Jefferson at five, Tyreek Hill at four, Debo at three, Adams at two, and Cup at one. I just think, you know, when you when we're rating a wide receiver, you have to rate him in something that makes him unique, right? What can they do? If you're a top five receiver, obviously you have to be damn good, but you also have to give some more, right? Jefferson is quickness, his releases are unreal. Right, and he's got insane route running, which is great. He can, you know, put his foot in the dirt and snap in any direction instantly. 
right? You look at Tyreek Kill, his speed. No one has that speed. No one can keep up with him. That's why he's top five. Debo, his ability to play running back, you know, take snaps. You know, he can do literally everything. That's why Debo's three. Adams, he's just your old school, you know, Jerry Rice type reliable receiver. Can do it all for you. You can trust him. You know he's coming to play week in and week out. He's just that guy. And then Cooper Cup, he does all that, and then he gives you some blocking. Blocking that not a lot of people give. So when you get a guy who can block at his caliber caliber of blocking too, he blocks insane, it just takes some levels above everybody else. So that is my top 10 list. Um, I think Mike Evans cracks a top 10. You know, he's been a deep threat guy. He's been a constant 1,000-yard receiving year guy, right? He's a very good player. Um, A.J. Brown, I still think, needs to develop a little bit, but he's still nine. And then Hopkins at eight, because like I said, I'm not too high on Hopkins. I think that he's his time in uh, Arizona has been a little overrated, right? So yeah, that's my top 10 list compared with the Pro Football Network's top 10 wide receiver list. You know, we had a lot of similarities, but the one thing that I'd say that he's definitely kind of reaching on is Justin Jefferson. I Don't get me wrong, Justin Jefferson will be a, the, the best receiver in football in about a year or two, but he is not yet. With Cooper Cup in the league playing the way he is, he's still not yet the number one wide receiver. So now, let's talk about some NFL news. I know we kind of switched up the uh, show today, but I thought it was you know best. Let's switch it up one time, right? So Colin Kaepernick got his workout with the Raiders. Now, how do I feel about this? Um, there's nothing wrong with him getting a workout, right? Yeah, you can give the guy a workout, but are the Raiders going to sign him? Should they sign him? You know, those are the questions that we should be asking. Are they going to sign him? I don't think so. I think they're just branding him in, try him out, right? See if he's got anything left to finally, you know, put the debate and put the, you know, put it to rest. You know, if the guy can play, we'll sign him. If he can't play, listen, he's going to go. And then that's going to be probably the end of Colin Kaepernick. Do I think they're going to sign him? And should they sign him? I don't think they will. And I don't think they should. Why? I don't think they should. Because I think he's a distraction of the team. I really do. You know, um, he talks about playing football. He compares football to slavery, right? But now he wants to play football, right? So I don't think that he'd be good for the team. I think it'd just be a lot of um, all about him stuff, right? Him pushing his radical ideologies or whatever he's doing, right? Just him pushing his own narrative and taking the attention away from winning games each week to look at me kneeling for the national anthem. So I don't think that they should sign him. That's just my opinion on it. That's just my take on it. Uh, Jameis Winston did participate in OTAs for the Saints, which is big for Saints fans, right? He's coming off that ACL injury. So you like to see him, you know, slowly and surely, you know, get back into practice and considering he's going to be the guy this year, right, for the Saints. So it's good to see him back and, you know, practicing and stuff like that. And some more news regarding the Kyler Murray situation. Uh, the Cards GM came out and said they're confident that they'll get a long-term deal done with Kyler. They said that, you know, he's their future. Now, will they come to an agreement? I think so. Um, I think that they will. I don't think Kyler would be silly to leave Arizona considering they're so willing to bend over backwards for the guy when I really don't think he's that good. So if I'm Kyler, I'm getting my money when I can, right? Don't go and try and test the market or go leave thinking you're going to get something better. And the next thing you know, you end up in freaking Seattle or I don't know where, right? 
Houston and it just doesn't go well, right? So I think you'd be smarter to stay in Arizona where they at least have a team built around you. They have the offense built for you and it works out for you. So I'd stay in um, Arizona if I was Kyler. And now to wrap it up, let's talk about my pick recap from last night. Um, We picked the Celtics minus two and the Avalanche money line. Uh, Celtics minus two hit. Celtics are now one win away from an NBA championship, which I think is crazy, right? As a Celtics fan, uh, I haven't seen, I've never seen them play in an NBA finals. You know, I was too young when they won, in, when they uh, won it in 08. So I think it's very intriguing now to see them one win away. We're, you know, we're happy about that hit. And then the Avalanche, man, they uh, sold the bag, you know, 4 4 going in OT and they lose it in OT. So Avalanche money line missed, unfortunately. So we go one and one, you know, about an even night. Um, it's tough, you know, abs, I did not think we're going to lose that game, but they did. So, you know, it is what it is. And now they have to fight for a game six, you know, to end it in six. Uh, my picks for today, uh, I have Red Sox money line. I know the Red Sox lost last night, but I think they bounced back tonight. So I got Red Sox money line. I got Mavs plus nine by the two points. Uh, it's at plus eight, uh, seven right now. I would buy those two points because, uh, you never really know right when you play the Warriors, what the final score will be or what the point spread will be. So I always buy the points, play it safe, be smart. In a uh, game five, I don't think that they're going to get blown out like that. I really don't. Um, The reason I say that is because, look, if you win this game five, guess what? You go to game six, then you probably have a game seven. So I think that the Mavs are definitely going to come out firing, of course. Warriors will too, but I just think it'll be a close game. Then I have Hurricanes money line. Um, it's now 2-2 with the Rangers. But something about Carolina at home, man, they just flip that switch. They just turn to that intensity that they need a brain, and they get the job done. Those are my picks. Red Sox money line, Mavs plus nine by those two points, and then Hurricanes money line. So those are my picks for today. Be sure to follow me on Twitter, guys, at That's Cool. Stay updated with information and uh, live updates as well. You know, if there's not going to be an episode one day, you'd find it out on Twitter. If you, you know, you'd find out information on Twitter before you hear it on the podcast. So with that being said, there'll be an episode out tomorrow. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace out.